You're listening to the Group Practice Exchange Podcast. We're the business development resource for group practice owners, where we talk candidly about business ownership and leadership. From practice building tips to live coaching to real talk episodes with other group practice owners, we're the resource you've been looking for to help you grow your group practice. I'm your host, group practice owner and entrepreneur, Maureen Werbach. This episode is sponsored by Therapy Notes. Therapy Notes is an online EHR, practice management, and billing software designed for mental health professionals. Therapy Notes has everything you need to manage patient records, schedule appointments, create rich documentation, and bill insurance right at your fingertips. They offer free and unlimited live support seven days a week. Their streamlined software is accessible wherever and whenever you need it. To get two free months, go to www.therapynotes.com forward slash r forward slash the group practice exchange. Need a new accountant or bookkeeper? Meet Green Oak Accounting, an accounting firm that works specifically with private practices. They do all of your accounting needs from budgeting to accounting to bookkeeping and payroll to building your dashboard. On top of that, they can help you set up your profit first systems. Go to greenoakaccounting.com and mention the Group Practice Exchange for $100 off your first month. Hello. All right. So today we're going to be sharing a clip from the Exchange membership site. It is an expert training done by Melissa Hall. She's the owner of QA Prep, which is all about documentation in private practice. And this is an oldie but goodie, which is why we pulled it out of the archive and are sharing it inside this podcast episode. But these um, few-minute clips that we're going to listen to is on five mistakes that practice owners make when it comes to documentation and their supervisors. And so I really loved this episode and want to share just this little clip here. If you're a member of the exchange, you can jump into the exchange and watch the whole training. It's called The Art of Documentation. And if you're not yet a member and want to watch the whole training, you can go to members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com and sign up and get in there and watch that training along with hundreds of other trainings. So let's take a listen and we'll chat afterwards. All right, so let's talk about some common mistakes of supervisors. I'm just checking my time here. So common mistake number one, thinking, well, they're already licensed. They don't need any training. Um, Part of the reason I got into doing this was that I was working in quality assurance at an agency. And we did, it was a very extensive training program. um, And that was how I learned like, oh, I really like doing trainings and giving trainings and, and talking to people about this stuff. And the most common thing I heard across the board from everyone, whether they were a recent graduate or whether they had been working somewhere else for 20 years, was, thank God we got this training. Thank you so much. I've never been anywhere else or I've never gotten training on this ever. So never, ever assume uh, that uh, that your clinicians have had training at all in any kind of documentation. Now, they may have had almost no training and still be pretty good at it. That's fine. But you never want to assume that just because someone is licensed, um, because they're a contractor, because they have whatever good reputation, that they are good at documentation or that they're doing their documentation. So common mistake number two, um, 
So I gave them a training. They should know this already. Now, really, this is this is more a, a training mistake, right? Like as leaders, we should all know this. You you can't necessarily give someone one training and then expect them to follow it if you never mention it again, right? So this is an ongoing issue. It's an ongoing topic. It's a clinical topic, and it's something that um, some people, some therapists, really really struggle with documentation. And so for different therapists, this is going to be something you're talking to them about a lot. Others are going to be fine and it's not going to be a big deal, right? So if for this therapist, this is this issue, just know it's probably going to be an ongoing issue. They'll make improvements, but it's constantly going to be something that you will need to support them in. Um, So adjust those expectations based on that person's strengths and weaknesses and and what policies you're, you know, you have and, um, Plenty of people are will, are able to catch up, able to manage it, but they're they're gonna need that push and they're gonna need support from you. So make sure that you know you're kind of altering those expectations and being realistic uh, about people and, and just knowing like so some of you might be in this in the position you're in because a lot of this stuff wasn't an issue for you. Um, so I understand that some of you, you totally get it and you're like, oh yeah, I, I, you know, I always hated paperwork. It was always a struggle for me. And others of you are like, this was the easy part for me. Um, so know that it's very common, very, very common. And so it's, it's okay to understand that this is not a strength for everybody. And it's something you can help them with. Uh, no, mistake number three is thinking they'll never be good at notes, so I have to micromanage them. So kind of on the flip side of that, of like just not checking it at all, expecting to do one training and have them handle it perfectly after that, is really kind of like obsessively micromanaging people. Um, I would say, you know, in this way, this is where it helps to have those really clear guidelines on what needs to be in a note so that you know whether it's a good note or not. Um, to know when notes are due, because those are very clear boundaries. So if someone is not including the information in notes you expect to have in notes, if they're not doing them within the time frame, then yes, you can, that's when you, you know, do things like performance improvement plans or, you know, have conversations with people, whatever, um, potentially even let people go. Right. But it doesn't necessarily mean you need to micromanage them. So, a lot of therapists are pretty good at this, and I've seen a lot of therapists um, who aren't good in the beginning then become good at this. But the thing is, so few therapists got any training. So maybe you give them this training and you help them out a little bit, and then they're like, oh, okay, now I get it. <laughs> so kind of assume that they're coming in blind. Um, so it may not be a, a, an issue that's going to be with this person all the time. Uh, mistake number four is thinking this is how I learned and how I do things. So that should work for them too. Uh, documentation is very much like a, a time management thing. And obviously this is going to depend a little bit on how your policies and procedures work, how your practice works, all of that. Um, but one of the most important things I think you can do is really talk to the clinician and figure out what the problem is. Um, and one of the things I recommend, I have this, this framework that I work from to identify like what are the common problems or common reasons people are having problems with documentation. Um, so it's usually, I have this somewhere else in the presentation, but I'm going to go through it now. Um, the first one is, it's, I call it quote, right? Because we have to have a fun acronym, so quote. And so the first would be QU questioning. 
So people are kind of questioning themselves and have a lack of understanding. So they're just constantly questioning what should be in a note. O uh, would be for others. They're just constantly sitting there worried that other people are going to read their notes. So they're constantly thinking about like the liability aspect of it usually. T is time. So it's not necessarily a note writing issue, but it's a time management issue. They have poor time management and so they're going to need more direction that way. Um, and then the last one, E, is emotions. And this one is very commonly overlooked where a lot of therapists take a long time writing notes or doing notes, not because it's a time management issue, but because they are sitting there processing the session um, or they're, it's bringing up other things for them that happened, right? So for a lot of people, they use their notes as kind of that like almost clinical conceptualization time or time to kind of like process their own emotions around things. So depending on which of those issues is causing a problem for someone, you're going to do different things. So it's really important to kind of talk to them and figure that out. Is it that you're sitting there and you're just obsessing over what word to use and that's why it takes you half an hour to write a note? Or is it that you're sitting there and really thinking through the case and feeling a lot of your own emotions are you avoiding notes because of lack of poor time management or are you avoiding notes because um, this is a client that's been very difficult for you to work with and you're kind of avoiding the emotions around dealing with that client? Okay. So Melissa goes over a handful of tips that relate to um, things that group practice owners might think that are actually either not true or unhealthy. And I really love the things that she brings up in this part of the training because I've seen myself and have also had to work on this myself as a group practice owner of really ensuring that our supervisors truly are trained in supporting the clinical staff when it comes to documentation. And as you know, one of the biggest areas of pain for leadership in group practice is having people do notes on time, complete notes in an appropriate way. And there's almost this expectation that once we're fully licensed, we just know how to document well. And it's so untrue. And like Melissa mentioned, so many of us aren't actually trained appropriately and thoroughly enough on how to um, document appropriately. And so it's really important as group practice owners that we focus on making sure that we have a process in place, a training in place where we can just make sure that new staff and established staff alike have a way to know that they're doing their notes right. And beyond just training, having supervisors who know, um, who one, are setting up a regularly set schedule to look at their whoever they're supervising's notes, whether that person's provisionally licensed or fully licensed, just so that they're catching things, and also being able to um, allow for some creative freedom, right? Because another thing I see is like these templates, uh, note templates, where everything looks identical. And there's people that just do notes in different sort of ways. And it's not about having it be completely your way, but knowing what core things need to be in a note and ensuring that your staff has this creative freedom to documenting in a way that feel that resonates with them, but also uh, accurately covers all the things that it needs to cover to be a good note. Um, and so my 
kind of last thoughts is if you're a group practice owner who has a leadership team, to ask yourself, does your leadership team have any sort of feedback on how to appropriately assess their staff's notes in a way that they feel confident that they're assessing well? And if not, how can you set up a process where you can support them so that your supervisors feel like they truly know how to assess their team's notes? Um, And if you're needing extra feedback, Melissa at QAPrep.com supports group practice owners in this and can help you put a system together that uh, ensures that your clinical staff, your leadership is appropriately assessing their clinicians' uh, notes and documentation as well as um, supporting them in making sure that your team knows how to effectively and accurately write notes. Um, This training was really good and super thorough. So if you haven't done a documentation training before, you should totally come in and take a listen to that because there's going to be some great um, pieces of information in there that are going to be helpful for you as a business owner and also for your team. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Group Practice Exchange podcast. Like what you heard? Give us five stars on whatever platform you're listening from. Need extra support? Join the Exchange, a membership community just for group practice owners with monthly office hours, live webinars, and a library of trainings ready for you to dive into. Visit www.members.thegrouppracticeexchange.com forward slash exchange. See you next week.